Today's episode of The Hammer is brought to you by Rust-Oleum Ultimate Turbo Enamel, a breakthrough in paint application technology, spraying up to 10 feet wide and four times faster than traditional aerosols, providing the best possible corrosion protection with superior coverage. Visit rustoleum.ca to learn how you can save time and money on your next project by choosing Rust-Oleum Ultimate Turbo Enamel. Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Now here's your host, the editor of Canadian Contractor Magazine, Patrick Flannery. Hi everyone. Well, it's always great to get the thoughts of a building inspector. So today we spoke with Steve Nason. Uh, he is a bylaw officer for the town of Rothsay, New Brunswick. Um, Steve is uh, uh, very knowledgeable uh, about uh, all matters uh, uh, regarding construction and, and, and building inspections. Uh, he's been doing it for 20 years. Um, and Steve and I had a, a great conversation, mostly about uh, windows and uh, what, you, what, what building inspectors are looking for uh, as far as compliance with the various codes. Um, and Steve has a, a really a, a great suggestion and a series of suggestions about uh, getting quote sheets that show the relevant information that uh, he and other building inspectors across the country will be looking for uh, as a way to avoid having to pull product out. Uh, wouldn't it be nice to know ahead of time uh, whether your windows are compliant and whether they're uh, what you need for the project uh, even before you buy them and bring them on site. So Steve has some great comments around that. We get into some larger issues of enforcement and labeling and, and just talking generally about uh, the interaction between building inspectors and contractors. So with all that in place, please uh, enjoy my conversation with Steve Nason from the town of Rothsay, New Brunswick. Okay, everybody, I'm here with Steve Nason. He is a bylaw officer, building inspector from the town of Rothsay, New Brunswick. How are you doing, Steve? Good. How are you doing today, Patrick? I'm doing really good, and thanks so much for joining me. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of uh, exciting and, and, and nice to be able to talk to somebody from the building inspector side because, uh, you know, th this is the communication link that, uh, that I think needs to be built between uh, uh, contractors, and, and I know you from doing... Uh, a lot of great work with Fenestration Canada on the window and door side, and I know that's been a, a special focus for you. And we're gonna we're gonna get into that. But um, why don't you start off, uh, Steve, uh, giving us a bit about yourself and uh, introducing uh, you and I guess I guess your background and and uh, what you're what you're doing for the town these days. Okay, well, uh, Patrick, I've been a building inspector here in the town of Rossi for about 20 years now. And it's a community of about 12,000 residents, just a little bit smaller than uh, Simcoe, Ontario, to give your uh, listeners yep. a perspective. Now, the, the other thing is that where where is Rossi? Um, it, we're located on the Kennebecasis River, and it's just outside, of, about 20 minutes outside of St. John, New Brunswick. And, it, and we're in an area called the KV Valley. And for a lot of your listeners, they'll know the Cannabacasis Valley because there's probably a lot of Maritimers that have, have roots up in Ontario, connections in Ontario. And uh, the KV area comprises of, uh, as I said, the town of Rossi with 12,000 people and Quispamsis with an 18,000 people. That's where my wife and I live in Quispamsis. So it, it gives us a nice little community, uh, say nestled right on the shores of the 
beautiful Kennebecasis River. And I think, Patrick, you've been down there to see the beautiful river. area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Went to a uh, went to a went to a very big wedding out there once upon a time. And uh, and it's a it's 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 just a, it's just a great area of the country. So. Uh, what uh, what kind of uh, what kind of building are you are you dealing with mostly out there, uh, Steve? What what, what well, do you? Well, we get a mixture of everything in this community. Uh, we get uh, apartment buildings, single family homes, small commercial buildings. Not no heavy industrial buildings, but by and large, we get a little bit of a mixture. And a lot of you know, and the town has a lot of smaller houses and bigger houses. So you get a quite a mixture and uh, just quite a diversity in the building uh, stock we here have. Good, good. Well, that gives you a, that gives you a chance to, uh, to take a shot at everything for sure. Yeah. Get, some, get, some, get some broader knowledge. Um, the, um, one, of the, one of the things that, that, that really spurred this conversation was, um, you know, as I said, we've, we've been talking a lot about windows and doors uh, through Fenestration Canada, um, ongoing. Uh, uh, everybody wants to know uh, what they can do to uh, to, to be compliant uh, uh, with some of the energy regulations that are coming up, but but still also just with uh, 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 some changes on things like uh, old emollient assemblies and things like that. And you've come up with a a document, uh, or I guess a series of documents. You call them quote sheets uh, that are intended to help. Uh, uh, builders and homeowners and, and window and door suppliers um, uh, avoid putting the wrong thing in, and and I guess I guess getting getting things documented in advance so that you can avoid uh, uh, pullouts. Steve, tell us all about your quote sheets because I, I think this is a great concept. Okay, well the quotes sheets all come from the uh, various uh, window and or fenestration manu manufacturers. That's basically when they quote a job. Two people uh, with your prices and stuff on it. I don't read. I don't want prices on it, obviously. But the quote sheet, what I have, it, it comes with the uh, required information. But Patrick, I think I'll just step back here for a second, and so that everybody, because there is a little bit of uh, questions going on as a why are we asking for these quote sheets and what are the requirements. Okay. I just want to explain to some of the contractors out there is that. Whether you're in Ontario, because you have the Ontario Building Code and they have the National Building Code, so the, the language is clear in both codes that they have to meet the what they call it NAFS or the A440 uh, requirement for uh, it's uh, it's an A440 uh, fenestration specification and standard. So again, the language is clear that 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 has to meet now. Whether a contractor gets a permit or not is really not kind of the question is, the question is that, you know, they have to meet all the code requirements. So if a permit is issued, yes, they have to meet the code, but if a permit is not issued or doesn't require it, they still have to meet those standards. I don't know if that clears up for you or not. I think, yeah. Okay. And the the NAFS, the NAFS is uh, what we call uh, NAFS is, is a real issue uh, because it deals in throughout Canada, okay? Not only here in Atlantic Canada, but across the country. And what happens is that the manufacturers or the salespeople are only focusing right now on energy. Well, the energy only basically deals with a window and frame, okay? But there's other parts of the window that we have to deal with are like the 
the frame, the, the, the structural conformance, the water penetration. So those are the type of things that the energy section leaves behind. So when we talk about NAS, we're looking at performance or what they call a performance grade of that window and the water penetration of that window. So that's primarily what I'm looking for. And we'll go down through it in a few minutes on, uh, on the NAS, what we're looking for on them. Uh, so it's, uh, it's fairly uh, easy, but what happens is that everybody seems to be dialing in on the energy, but the energy is only one leg of the table, if you want to call it that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how are we doing? Okay. So now, uh, now the, the biggest question is where do I find this information? Mm -hmm. Fenestration Canada has made it real easy for you. So you go on to the Fenestration Canada website and they have a calculator in there. Okay. So, so what the calculator does for you is that if you're, give you an example, if you're in Simcoe, Ontario, so you pick up uh, Ontario, Simcoe, Ontario, and you'll tell it it's a part nine building, which most single family homes are. The performance class would be an R, which is residential, that's a minimum code. And then I'll calculate you and it'll tell you, because in the NAS we have two terrains, open terrain, which is like on the lake of Great Lakes or large fields where the water and air can get at it. And the closed terrain, which is subdivisions basically, okay, where it's a bit sheltered. So. What'll happen is that that'll give you a minimum performance grade of your window, which is a PG. And I think in Simcoe, you're looking for a 15, okay? Now, these performance grades, when you go on the NAFS calculator, is specific to areas because of the climatic conditions. Right. Okay. And so like if you, they'll give you a, a performance grade of 15 and it'll give you a water penetration of two a 180 kilopascals. So now if you if you dial it in, let's just say we go to Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Now Sault Ste. Marie are looking for 15, okay? And a minimum water 220. You can see how the water has changed from, from Simcoe to, to Sault Ste. Marie. Now, if you go down into St. John, New Brunswick, we're on the Bay of Fundy, okay? So what's gonna happen? Halifax would be the same thing. Our water penetration resistance rating is going to have to be a little higher. Right. Okay? Uh, now our minimum performance grade is 20. Okay, so, uh, and it's it's fairly easy. All the contractors would have to do is to print that page off. Now I'll give a little tip to the contractor saying, listen, if you just say my minimum thing I'm gonna look at is an open terrain. Okay, I, I'm not gonna buy any windows or doors that don't meet open terrain. Then just print off the open terrain and say, okay, then, uh, this is all I'll build to, I'll build above that uh, closed train and build to the open train, okay? So it's it's basically the contractors or the building or whoever, all they have to do is print that one sheet off and stuff it somewhere or make sure it's in their notebook or whatever. And that gives you the NAS requirements. Right. Okay. And you'll always be, you'll always be fine if you put in open terrain stuff because that's the tougher. Yeah. Yep, and that's probably the way that I would say because most builders say, "Well, we only want to build above code." So if you, you know, if you know you're above that open terrain, and you know, where you go. Okay, right. so, all right, all right. So then, so then, we're what am I looking on? What's on these quote sheets? Right. You know, probably a lot of contractors will see their quote sheets 
and they'll all look the same and they'll have a picture of the fenestration on there, okay? So the description would be a single hung or a casement or whatever you're buying, okay? And it'll also give you the size of the unit, okay? So if it's a four by eight window, right? It'll also say that's what I'm putting in there. So now on the nav side of it, you'll see another thing that deals with the energy. So if it's energy star, and that's another one. If it's energy star, then you know you're above code. Right, yeah. Okay. Then it also will tell you the performance ratings and I'll give you a PG rating. And again, if I'm Sault Ste. Marie and I'm doing a, a rough train, I wanna be over 15, okay? Yeah. So it'll give you a performance rating and then it'll give you a water penetration rating. Okay. So that water penetration has to be higher than what you've downloaded from Fenestration Canada. Then it also give you the tested size. And this is where some of the manufacturers get into a little problem because what happens is, as I said, my window is now four by eight and I want to put a six by 10 uh, or the tested size is smaller. I'm sorry, the tested size is three by six, okay? Yeah. So the, so the tested size has to equal or smaller than what you're going to be putting in your building. Right. Okay. So we're cramming a lot of information in here, but we're okay. Oh, this is good. But what happens now, you get into a little, then everything has, you know, some things are not as simple as they should be, okay? So then you get into mold units. And a mold unit is where basically for contractors, if you take a, a several boxes, uh, the analogy I would say, if you took a, a combination window, a series of boxes that you've taped together. Right. So if you take three or four shoe boxes and you've taped them together, each shoe box would be a window. The tape would be a mullion. Okay. Okay. Out of that whole unit, then you'll be looking and your quote sheet may have something that says overall rating. Okay. Okay. Because what happens with that is that each, the shoe box would have a rating. The tape would have a rating. What the lowest rating of the group wins. Okay. The so link is the weakest link is where the air and the water are going to come in. Yep. So what you do is, but they're they're for combination, and in the older contract, they years ago they used to have wood windows that were well, that were had a mullion uh, wood strip going up them. Yeah. So that's your that's basically that's why I say tape, you know. So, uh, and then there's there's other so other types, but basically just for this conversation is the, the only time you have to watch is the combination ones. Okay. So now, now I don't know. I think uh, we're, we're, as I said, with the, with this is you want to look at it as four legs of a table. Right. Okay. So one leg would be your energy. Second leg would be your performance. Third would be your water penetration. Your fourth is your tested size. All right. Okay. So, you know, like, you, you know, we can, you can get into the weeds if you want, but that the easiest way to look at that is saying, listen, these are the four things as a building inspector I'm looking for on my quote sheet. Fantastic. And yeah. So it's, and so the idea is if you collect this information in advance and your window supplier is going to be your source of, of, of a lot of this information, yeah. um, work with them, right? To, to yep. get what you need, especially on the size question, because I think I'd like you say, that's where everybody gets tripped up is well the tested size is this but I'm putting in that it, it, am I am I am I allowed what am I allowed to do here yes right? 
if you if you work with your window manufacturer to get this information in advance, provide it to somebody like you as the building inspector, your your chances of running into trouble have just gone down significantly. Well, you know, and if you if you take your quote sheet to the building inspector, for example, he's going to really like you, you know, because uh, <laughs> because like here you go, you've got some of the work already done for him, okay. Yeah. Um, so again, is that as I said, when we talk about why quote sheets, first one right off the hop is uh, code compliance. We got that one out, so you know that. And like I say, as you said here a few minutes ago, Patrick, it, it clears up anybody any issues. Yeah. Okay, because as a building inspector, um, you can put in a you can put in a fenestration in, which requires to have a label, and after it's installed, if I, if an inspector comes along, and it doesn't meet the requirement, nobody's going to be happy that has to remove that window or have that issue at the installation stage. So let's just catch it early, and see if there's any issues before you even order the window. And that way we're not out the construction site trying to sort out this doesn't pass and what we're gonna do, that's all. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then for homeowners, you, it's, it's a, more of a guarantee that's saying, yes, the windows that the contractor are putting in do meet the code. Gives right. them a little bit of level of satisfaction. That, okay. And as I said, for contractors, it's huge because it clears up any liability issues, right? Mm -hmm. Because if, a, if there's an issue with the window, first of all, they're going to say, well, were they code compliant? Well, yes, the contractor has that verification on it, right? And it, it also would go into the, I think the home warranty program that the contractor may be involved in. Yes, I put in a code compliance windows because, you know, that's a, that's a large part of a home. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so again, is that, uh, and then for building inspectors, this four-legged approach, right, is is uh, the way to go. I, my, that's what I found with the years of my working with this, the fenestrations. And it gives the uh, building inspector, again, that documentation that it's uh, up to code. Now, I get I get sometimes inspectors say, "Well, did the guy? What happens if he changes windows?" Well, you know, it's the same thing as you issue me a set of house plans. What happens if he doesn't build the house the same as the plans? You know, it's it's a it's a document that goes into the building inspector's file. It says you sh you know you shall I am or you shall or whatever yeah. put in those windows. So again, uh, you know, I've had people change their windows. Yes. But they've come back with a quote sheet again and say, I've changed my mind. We go down that road again. But most cases that people are putting in their windows or contractors, they're going to put in what they're going to give you. I normally don't see an, uh, a change of thought process too much on that. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, I have a lot of contractors that they'll, they'll send me in their, their quote sheets. Or actually now I have the, the stores send me directly the quote sheets. Uh, you know, so like I'll have, you know, they'll, they'll say, send Steve uh, his quote sheet or his NAS sheets, okay? And they'll send it in and then I can, you know, even before they order, because then they know that they're, they're not going to have any headaches. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that's... And one, of the, and one of the things we were talking earlier 
that that another thing that it addresses you, you've touched on a number of things that it addresses one of the other things it addresses is there is non-compliant product out there uh it, it is it is absolutely possible to obtain non-compliant product uh and uh and, and and get that in so if you're not taking these steps right you're 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 taking a rip well well patrick i deal with a lot all the fenestration manufacturers okay i i you know like i'm sort of like i am umbrella i know uh because i see everybody's quote sheets by and large i see a lot of uh quote sheets that come in and some of them even from uh manufacturers in ontario yeah they don't have their they don't have their ducks in a row with that end of it i see some other i see some you know if I, i'll challenge the the uh contractors out there go into the, your 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 store or wherever you're buying your especially doors you go into your and buy your doors and ask them what their water penetration resistant ratings are and the guy will look at you like you know what do you mean um because the issue with doors by and large is the bottom sills of the doors right. require an enhanced sill because the, the the water penetration it doesn't meet or hasn't been tested for water penetration so again uh, the contractors, you know, just go in and see that because uh, somebody takes out a door of a house because it's leaking. We don't want to put a door in that has a potential of leaking. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but again, uh, you know, and I, I had one, you know, like with homeowners, generally we have that conversation with homeowners all the time. And, you know, they, one of the homeowners said to me, Steve, I can't even buy a toaster. Yeah. Right. W without, a certification or and i know that you know uh but how come it's you can go and buy fenestrations that don't meet the standards you know shouldn't that be illegal you know and i, I agree with them and fenestrations are expensive and it's one of the biggest purchases yet the building inspectors are seem to be the 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 the, the police force for that and, it, and it, again in defense of some of the building inspectors there's a lot to look at in a single family home yeah. But if there was a national certification or not, you know, or, or if it was, you couldn't sell your fenestrations without being tested, might be a better idea. But at least this, this quote sheet, I can, I can basically do this uh, before we get into the mess. So if they can get, if the, if the contractor can get a quote sheet from the manufacturer, that's, yeah. that's one way to cover off their assurance that the product is good. If like you say, they're running into a store and picking up what's there. What are they looking for on the labels to, to, to make sure that they're good? Okay, the labels will have the same information on it uh -huh. as a quote sheets. Yeah. Okay. You'll see a, you'll see a label that will that will identify energy performance, and they'll be looking for keywords like PG ratings. Yep. They'll be looking for water penetration and tested size, okay. and they'll be on the bottom section of a label. Most cases, because the energy is up near the top, and the uh, the bottom section will have the NAFs information. A lot of times, I I see uh, all the labels contain are just the energy, right? And uh, that's that's only if you want to call it half a label, right? Right. Yeah. And so and cool. if you, and if you're wondering what you need, as far as the numbers on that label, like you say that the PG rating, the uh, uh, open close terrain rating, that sort of thing. That's where that Fenestration Canada calculator comes back in, and it will tell you what you're yes. looking for in your area as a minimum, as a minimum standard. 
Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And 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 typically, and like you say, typically, if you go with an Energy Star product, oh well, again, you have to. Well, Energy Star is all one zone now, actually. So yes. I, everywhere, everywhere in Canada, Energy Star is going to exceed your, your basically your minimum standards. So if you if you don't, if your if your project can absorb a little extra cost, which it won't always be, but it, it, sometimes it's 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 a little more for Energy Star. Um, then, then, then you're probably good to go in that direction too. Well, Patrick, the other thing I see a lot of the manufacturers, like in Atlantic Canada, the Atlantic Canadian fenestration manufacturers have done a great job. They've they've tweaked their software so that the quote sheets uh, out there. Yeah. Now, some of the manufacturers I don't know in Ontario, you know, where they haven't been been pushed for this mm -hmm. uh, or requested. Their, you know, the, their software may not generate that. So, you know, for a bit until contractors start asking for this, they're not going to spend the resources to upgrade their software. So there will be a little bit of a uh, hiccup. But most cases uh, now that I see that, you know, a lot of, in Atlantic Canada here, the majority of the manufacturers have got their software up and running and the quote sheets are the way they go. Well, that's because that's because you guys are a nice cohesive community in in, in Atlantic Canada, Steve. Uh, and out here in Ontario, it's the Wild West. You got everything. <laughs> you got everything from guys trying to make the very highest end, you know, passive house, you know, thing. Yeah. All the way, all the way down to you know, guys banging something out in a garage with a with a welder. I mean, it's it's it, there's there, there's a there's a very broad uh, <laughs> degree of of, of quality that's that's being executed uh, uh here but uh anyway so I, I think it's just one step at a time you know as as a contractor you know the first thing i you know i'd be looking for is to make sure i've got my my little liabilities and the same with the building inspectors liability today is huge right so you have to make sure you've got your it's covered and how you do that is the quote sheets because again is that uh are you going to take every label off of every fenestration and, and, and put it in your book and mark it? I don't think so. Uh, but the, the quote sheets or the, you know, the sales sales receipts showing the NAFs would, is, is the, is the way to go. Then that way you've got it uh, because a contractor could be challenged at some day and saying, listen, prove to me that, you know, the windows, the doors that you put in my home, are they co-compliant? Yeah. Especially if the guy wants to push it, a different window you never know right yeah yeah so you know uh, getting getting almost a bit political that 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 the biggest complaint that that i see from from window uh, uh sub trades and suppliers uh and 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 i i think it's echoed at, even on the contractor side is is uneven enforcement right i mean i mean none of, none of these regimes uh are, are are going to work if if People who put the wrong thing in don't know they're going to get caught, and if people who put the right thing in don't know, they're not going to have a problem. Uh, in your in your view, Steve, what what what's the biggest barrier out there to 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 really level and consistent enforcement of these standards? Well, the the the, the barriers are in a simple fact is that uh, we've got building inspectors that some some will enforce it and some will not. Okay. Again, is that, you know, and that's sort of out of my hands, but again, is, is that the building inspectors should be enforcing this because it is a code issue. 
end of the story, if they're not doing it, they're not doing their job. Okay. So that, that's one thing. And the, this, the other part of it is that in the sales end of it, the manufacturers may be doing a great job, but the, this, if the sales and the representatives, especially the sales guys out there, uh, all they want to do is sell windows right. or doors, right? That's all they want to do. They don't want, want to know about this NAS because it's more information that, you know, but they'll just, and so if a contractor is thinking that the salesperson is looking after them to, for code compliance, forget it, right? Because again, is that all they're chasing down is they're chasing down that order for X-mounted uh, fenestrations. Yeah. Uh, so it's up to the contractor or the billing inspector, but I would say more the contractor to make sure that they're giving their client the best fenestration that's possible out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see a lot of people, you know, with especially with this R2000 and all these homes that are coming in, and they're, they're still focused solely on the energy section of it. But, you know, you could have a great fenestration with an energy whatever but if you have a leaky seal or the water penetration what's a good of having the best energy star window if it's going to leak you know yeah. so the end of the day is that the contractors you know uh because you know they're all they're all they all want to do the right thing so it's just a matter of just pushing their salespeople, maybe pushing the building inspector a little bit do their to do their work yeah and that was the great that, that you touched on, you know, that, that, that's been the great howl from, from uh, uh, window manufacturers has, has always been, you know, we're, we're, we're moving heaven and earth to build these uh, incredibly insulating frames with great thermal breaks and, and, and fills and, and, uh, and, and, and glass insulating glass with coated glass and low E and, and, and all these tremendous things that make the, the box that make the unit itself uh, uh, actually incredibly insulating and, and, and pretty effective. Um, but then it has to get installed. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and if, and, and really, um, well, that's why NAFS has actually proceeded. It, it came before a lot of the efforts to make the units themselves more insulating. Like now there's this push for center of glass, U value, heat transmission, yeah ratings and 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 around the outside of the windows and and that i'm sorry that did exist before but it was all voluntary stuff through energy star and the like and 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 then they went to nafs because the first understanding was the air and water well if it's leaking water it's leaking air it it, the 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 air leakage around the windows was actually an energy issue That, that was your that was where a lot of your 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 problem was occurring so you know, uh, again, is that in in the can just you know in Canada because I know the, I don't know if you have many American, but in Canada the the water or the water penetration is separate. Okay, so that's why we that's why that's that second or the, one of the legs of the table. Okay, so uh, that's why that. But you know, again, is that uh, when we when I've been on seminars where they've talked all about the, you know, the, the, the passive houses, the houses like that. And now they're pushing for triple glaze. But I would say even before you move to a triple or from a double glaze window, make sure that your performance ratings are above or exceed the code requirements. That's simple. And the only way to do that is through a 
some sort of a quote sheet or whatever, some yep. sort of documentation other than the labeling. Yes, you know, but again, is that uh, labeling out in the field is a requirement, but uh, I've, you know, that's given me more headaches enough because, you know, I'll ask somebody, say, where'd your labels go? Well, she wanted to clean the windows, so I took them all off and threw them in the garbage. Right. And I've had some cases even looking for the garbage, right? You know, but, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to do that, you know. <laughs> that's that's how not to get on your building inspector's good side. <laughs> yeah, I say, geez, I don't know what those things were, but she wanted, you know, because what happens is that often in job sites, and I know that you know, technically you're not supposed to leave, take the labels out until they've been inspected. But the end of the day is that if you leave them on there too, some labeling, I'm not sure all of them, but if you leave them on too long, they get baked on the windows. Right. So, you know, uh, but this way with my quote sheets, I've got it. I know that, you know, that living room window is going to be have a PG uh, 65 and a water penetration of 300. Right. So, you know, and a tested size. So, you know, it's it's just probably the other way around. Yeah. So if you if you've at least got that documentation, if something does happen to the label, there's a possibility of it being. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. Good point. Listen, while I've got while I've got you here, Steve, let's uh, let's let's talk uh, a, a little bit about uh, other materials outside of windows. Um, um, just uh, give me a, you know, give give me a give me a broader view of, uh, of, of what are you seeing in 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 houses these days that are that are that are challenges for the building inspector. What are what are some areas where where contractors are are are, are running into trouble in some of their other materials, some of their other constructions. And, well, and what what could they do to help themselves? You know, there, there's there's a there's a there's normally a, a window installation. Okay, yeah. now now we could do a whole topic on, on uh, window and door installations. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, that seems to be a, a huge headache for building inspectors because again of uh, how they're installing these these windows or doors. Um, you know the. We look at, uh, you know, as a building inspector, we'll look at, uh, I'll do a plan review of a house and with some things like uh, uh, the framing and truss drawings, okay? okay. Um, I've found that uh, maybe it's different in Ontario, but a lot of uh, guys can't read truss drawings, hmm. you know? And there's a, there's a difference between uh, the roles in truss drawings, okay? The role of the truss designer and the house designer. There's a, always an opinion on that. Um, we're looking or looking at uh, giving you a bracing within a roof system. Well, there's there's bracing that's required by uh, the house designer, yeah. uh, but doesn't often get put in. So we generally have to have a discussion with, especially on permanent diagonal bracing within roof systems. So we generally have to have a, a discussion on that with them. Uh, so there, and then the, the code re refers in the, biggest headache would be, and building inspectors have this too, is that the code refers to uh, documents or standards. They always refer you back to it, but a guy would go, a company or a business or a town would go bankrupt if they bought every uh, document that was out there. So sometimes when they reference these standards, you know, I've seen myself buy a standard for maybe one paragraph. Yeah. Or you look in the standards so that's been outdated. So there's a lot of challenges on that uh, with that. So, you know, that 
that would be hard when they when the code references to uh, let's say an asphalt shingle standard, right? Well, nobody's going to read the standard, right, or buy one, you know. Uh, so that that's a challenge for a lot of building inspectors and contractors to go back down through those various standards. There's certain standards that you know we'll we'll certainly buy and look at, especially when it deals with life safety. Life yeah. safety is a you know. Uh, uh, especially in apartment buildings and those things, you know, we have to invest in those standards, but uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot to look at on a single family home, you know, especially with, you know, and in installation load paths and all those things. So I don't know, um, like give you another example, uh, the national building code calls for a radon rough in system. Right. Why not? Why a rough in system, right? Make it all one system. So now you got a stub sticking up in your basement with a finished house and your house tests for radon. Now, how are you going to get the gases out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, sometimes it doesn't make a whole pile of sense, but, you know, uh, so there, there's there's that part of it. Uh, and the code, you know, and the codes, the other thing that I probably want to touch base on for your contractors, and I know we've gone on here, but Codes do not change every day. Right. Okay. You know, there's a cycle to the billing codes. And I think the Ontario, are, you're migrating eventually over to the 215 National Building Code, I believe. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's supposed to be happening uh, very soon. I think uh, just, just ahead of 2020 finally becoming available, but yes. Yeah. But in five years, right? Five year code cycle. And and there's not a between the two code cycle two codes there's not a lot of difference there is some differences on uh, I think uh, renovations and those within the Ontario Building Code um, and uh, other you know say and I believe that especially in, in Ontario they do as we talked earlier they do uh, inspectors do plumbing uh, inspections we do here yep. In Atlantic Canada, we have uh, provincial plumbing inspectors and provincial electrical inspectors that do that. Right. So that that weight's taken off us a, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's differences from region to region for sure. Um, oh, you you know, and the other the other thing that happens with standards is is you know even if you, even if you have bought it, I mean I mean we've been languishing a little bit i think as a country honestly and i've seen this on the on the glass side on on maintaining uh standards and keeping them updated and keeping them even published uh, i mean you were mentioning the poly uh standard for for under slabs uh you know it, it's it, it's it's old i think it's lapsed um you know and uh and 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 you know these these kinds of things are are something you uh you know you need to be aware maybe of 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 where you know, the old way of building things might have been enshrined, but you don't want to be thinking about building to the minimum all the time because because the the sort of the actual standard in the market, the actual standard in the industry has moved on and it may not even be reflected in the in the old standard anymore. Well, it's it's hard for because I think all some of the standards and how they're funded is yeah. maybe industry driven. That's so no funding for that, then that standard doesn't get revised, not unless you know. Like uh, if you get, look at wired safety glass, okay, or wired, I'm sorry, wired glass, better. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't call it safety glass. <laughs> but it, 
because that's what the that's what the sorry to cut in, Steve, but that, yeah. that's what the manufacturers got away with for a long time was calling it safety glass when what it was supposed to be was fire resistant glass, but, yeah. but everybody thought it was also impact resistant because it had little wires in it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it took you know, it took years to get that out of the yeah. rating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, so those those standards moved slowly. It was okay. cheap. It was cheap, Steve. Well, yeah, but you know, yeah, got a kids, got kids' arms off. Yeah, so you know, you have to, yeah. So those things, you know, like uh, you know, I say industry-funded standards, you know, to get them to change are are, are a huge cost. Okay, um, you know, so again, uh, I don't know. Uh, there, uh, it's just a progression of things, and that's that's all we can do. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it, it, it would. It, it would be nice. It would be nice to see more. Um, um, I don't know more. More industry, I guess. Uh, uh, cohesion uh, activism on that a little bit. Uh, I, you know, we we had a big we had a big thing in the uh, in the glass side of, of of the business, commercial glazing, architectural glazing, um, where uh, you know we had a set of Canadian standards, and uh, the association tried for many years to uh, to to get the necessary funds together to update those standards, and uh, there was just you know frankly zero interest. Uh, from uh, from the from the industry and uh, and eventually what happens is those standards lapse. So now we have no Canadian specific standard. It all refers to North American standards coming out of the U.S. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. And again, is that the North American standard? It also has a, a Canadian supplement. Okay. It does. Well, the NAFs does. Yes. Um, yeah. Some of these some of these structural commercial standards don't. Right. Yeah. No. No. You got to go back. You're right, Patrick. You got to go back to the the yeah. If you want to call it the international standard of this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and but to your point, I believe the, the, the cost was in the hundreds of thousands of dollars to have yes. these standards uh, updated. And without being too political, the federal government used to subsidize that and used to uh, uh, actually pay for uh, some at least some portion of that. I think most of it. Uh, and uh, and that went away. Uh, but. Yeah. On a positive note, though, yes. okay, uh, is that the Ontario Building Code mm -hmm. is online, free. Yes, there you go. And the National Building Code, the 215, is free yes. online. So they're moving in that in the, in the uh, right direction because, again, is that the contractors, because, you know, they're, uh, they're hammered with cost every day. So when it when they need to uh, have or look up something and then uh, they can do that. And uh, so you don't have to buy a huge uh, set of code books. You can go online and see what that code requirements or why that crazy inspector is asking you for this. Right. And they, so uh, that's a, that's a positive move. I think that, you know, the other positive would be somehow is these standards be, uh, available to inspectors or whatever at no, uh, municipalities at no charge, so that you know we can look at these things. You would, you would think, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm I'm waiting for Christmas, so <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, that's that's a revelation to me that 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 you guys have to pay out of your budgets for the standards. That's something else. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, you know, so like most cases, uh, you know, with uh, with contractors, I've got a pretty good open line with them they'll call me and ask me for different you know what's you know what's the deal on this one and i generally can help work them help them through it 
because the gain is that, you know, I know that, you know, you're, you're not going to leave them out hanging. And uh, if you can take a, a screenshot of a section of the code that says, hey, this is how far your railings have to be, they're happy. That's, that's, that's right. And I'll, 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 I'll also, I'll throw out a tip of my own out there. The, uh, the building engineering consultants, uh, the good folks at places like WSP and Morrison Hirschfield and uh, places like that uh, are uh, often willing to uh, uh, flip you a little screenshot if. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. That's, you know. and, and believe me, they've got the money and they have all the standards. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing is that, like, I know in the Fenestration Canada for, for me as a building inspector has been, uh, you know. They've been good, yeah huge help you know because again is it educating me and you know sometimes i i end up in the weeds where i don't want to be but you know i'm i'm talking about i'm looking at test reports you know and that's sometimes you know uh, where i have to go is that if you don't have their quote sheets up to speed sometimes they'll send me a test report and i can look at that or try to decipher it the best i can then i have to make a phone call to somebody in fenestration canada uh to help me out fantastic Steve, I'm mindful of your time. Um, this has been really, I think, uh, I think good and very informative. Um, I, uh, I, I, I want to, uh, it, it, if you're agreeable, I'm probably putting you on the spot. I'm, I, I want to get you back someday. Uh, and I, I want to throw out uh, an opportunity for my contractors to, uh, to ask questions of the building inspector and, uh, and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll maybe do, a, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We'll do a listener questions episode, maybe one of these days. Well, I'm, I'm a far enough. Well, thank you. I don't mind helping them out. I'm far enough away in Atlantic Canada. They can't hit me with a rock. <laughs> they can't, they can't hit you with a thrown object from here. So no, they can't. Uh, well, unless they're a pretty good hammer thrower. But, yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. Well, I've got but, uh, our, our listeners go right across the country, Steve. So be mindful. It could be somebody in your backyard hearing this stuff. So, oh yeah. Well, I don't get any Christmas cards anyway, so that doesn't matter. Right, there you go. <laughs> but uh, you know, the other thing, Patrick, is that uh, a good topic with these uh, contractors is the uh, again uh, installation of these fenestrations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because again, uh, you know, we I've seen. I, I guess if you want to call it horror stories or I've seen lots of uh, jobs that I just shake my head. Yeah. 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 Well, this is a great, great topic for future discussion for sure. Yeah. No uh, that, that is, we, we have got, there is, there is more than enough uh, that, that we can circle back on. So Steve yeah. Nason, town of Rothsay building inspector. I want to thank you very much for, uh, for being on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Patrick. Have a good day. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Hammer. You can find episodes online at CanadianContractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine.